Have you had something happen in your life and you've asked the question, how did this happen to me? Maybe it was a hurt relationship or someone walking out on you and you're wondering, is there anything I could have done or can I do something to restore this broken relationship? Businessman Herman Eben has been there and has seen God restore his marriage. Herman and his wife, Louie, decided to help others. And that's what they've been doing for 30 years through GR8 Relationships. And this morning, we're going to highlight two new book releases for your relationship. How did this happen to me and what happened to us? Herman Eben has served in executive management roles for 40 plus years in the business arena and is co-founder of GR8 Solutions Group. And good morning, Herman. Good morning, Deb. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, thanks for taking the time to visit with us, Herman. So let's start off with a little bit of your story, your and your wife's story, about how the whole ministry kind of got started out of your story. So tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, what uh, I was an elder at Midland Bible Church, and Louie was uh, teaching a, a, a community, a, a Bible study group here in Midland, Texas. There was about 300 women that attended it, and uh, our issue came to light, you know, my controlling her and her uh, not wanting to be around me because I'm trying to control her. Uh, it was a, a marriage that was uh, set for failure. And what happened is the Lord was gracious to have us come together with a great counselor and the elders of our church to uh, move it in a different direction. Uh, what is really interesting, just it sounds like a little bit of a uh, real minor item, but it's a huge item that we were, I had to stand in front of our congregation and tell the congregation and resign as an elder because I wasn't in, in uh, control of my family. And Louie was required to stand in front of that group and uh, admit to the group what she had done. That very thing right there was very powerful, what we uh, uh, learned, and we suggest and uh, recommend couples to be very open so that you don't have to waste energy on trying to hide and act like it's everything's okay. So mm -hmm. uh, from that very start, we uh, started trying to learn about forgiveness, which is so powerful. And learning about forgiveness became the seed by which all of the great relationships that GR8, uh, the numerate relationships, uh, got formed. So, Herman, marriage has its challenges. And what's the importance of finding the source of the problem? And then how do you determine how to map out a solution? Well, what we, uh, we always have fun talking with uh, couples or individuals and typically in a first session, I, I talk about a variety of things. And at some point, I stop and say, you know, we have uh, 500 videos online and 200 blogs and 76 TV shows and more than 100 podcasts and a 250-page study manual. And I can tell you everything you need to know in 10 seconds. Are you ready? And they go, ready. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, here it is. There's a problem in every relationship. You make everything about yourself. Mm. The solution for every relationship is to pursue their best, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. And I, and I pause and just wait a little bit, and then I say, so go and be healed. And, of course, they kind of laugh, and, uh, and I, you know, I go, so uh, why don't you leave? 
and they say a variety of things like, uh, well, it's, it's bound to be more complex than that. And I said, well, no, it's not. It's not more complex than that. Here's my belief on why nobody leaves, because you actually don't believe it. You don't believe that you make everything about yourself. You don't believe that you're pointing your finger at each other and saying, if you would just change, I'd be happy. And you don't believe that that definition, the solution, is our definition of love. Pursue their best. Quit thinking about getting them to do something for you. Pursue their best, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. And you can only do that by the power of God inside of you. That's the only chance you got. So that always yeah. is a fun, fun discussion to have with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Herman, so you talk in the book about some tools uh, of how to do that, how to, you know, repair those relationships. Um, what are some of the, the tools that you, you lay out in this book? Yeah, that is, that is so interesting to have that discussion with people also, because I, I typically say, so would you believe that there's really only two critical tools that you need for a great relationship. And you need these other two in order to do those other two tools. And I say those mm. critical tools is forgiveness and confession. If you would learn how to get over the past, which Satan doesn't want you to do, he does not want you out of the past. Because if you stay in the past or stay in the future, you're not paying attention to the present. The present gets filled up with worry about the future and depression about the past or how good it was back then and it's not good now. So Satan doesn't want you out of the past. He doesn't want you to confess to let the past be over. He doesn't want you to forgive to let the past be over. But most people get to a place, they say, well, I just don't feel like forgiving. That brings up the other two tools that we normally teach, which is how your feelings work and how freedom works. Freedom in a relationship is most, most critical. So you have the problem, the solution, then you have these four tools. And if you just did that, man, it'd make a huge difference in life. And people have a very difficult time paying attention to the two most critical tools that God has given to us, forgiveness and, and confession, just because our me is flashing. Well, what about me? You know, I can't believe that, you know, I have to forgive them. No, you don't have to do anything. That's the concept of freedom. God sets you free. So those are the two tools. So you have the solution, and then you have three Fs and a C. You have uh, feelings, freedom, forgiveness, and confession. That's how we like to talk about it. So, Herman, our past sins uh, do have consequences, and sometimes they affect our today. And so how do you kind of let go of the past and truly just let go and be present when your feelings say, well, we're in this pickle because of blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, that's the power of forgiveness. The reason why we spent so much time trying to think through forgiveness and how it works. We map forgiveness to be just like you deal with a wound and it spells forgave. So you need to stop the bleeding. And when you stop the bleeding, the most powerful first step in uh, forgiveness is to be able to see the other person as a human being again. Uh, and that's face their humanity. Let me, I'll just run through the, uh, the forgave. Face their humanity, overlook revenge, renew your mind, give it up, apply your decision, verify your decision, and enjoy healing. Hmm. 
the uh, the face their humanity is so crucial. I I I can still remember the time that I uh, was sitting there in counseling with with my wife uh, and just so mad at her for what she had done, and all I could see is the pain that she had created, and I wasn't seeing her as a broken human being just like I am. Hmm. And when you start facing their humanity, if you can't get there, forgiveness is not going to be uh, a place to go. So you that's the first step. Then you need to know a definition, which is the renew the mind mindset, which is our definition is never abusing them for the wrong you did to the, to the wrong they did to you in thought, word or action. And once you start understanding the reality of that, the difficulty of that, you can get on to apply it, always have a, have a date so that you can have it memorialized because you're going to need the verification, which is the V, because the minute you forgive somebody, Satan's going to start whispering in your ear, but they still did it. They mm-hmm. still did it. And you're going to need to be able to go, did I forgive Louie when I said I did on October 15th, 1991? Yes, I did. It just requires a yes or no answer. And if... And since I can answer yes, then, Lord, I have no business thinking that. Second Corinthians 10, 4, and 5. I want to take that thought. I want you to take that thought and remove it from me and immediately go to step seven, which is praying blessing and peace upon their life. Mm, like that. Because that is the real way for you to know whether you've forgiven somebody. It's real hard to play, pray blessing and peace on somebody that you've not forgiven because uh, yeah. you're just going to have vengeance in your attitude and everything else. So that that's yeah. the way that you can move forward, and confession has some similarities. But forgiveness is the more difficult of the two most of the time. We're lousy at mm-hmm. confession because we just don't do it enough. We don't practice it enough. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. Herman, I know over the 30 years you've been meeting with couples and people and healing, helping them heal relationships. I'm sure you've got a story that sticks out that you could share with us of how God has been able to use your ministry to repair relationships. Could you share one with us? Yeah, there's actually a, a number of them. Uh, the uh, the one that always sticks out in my mind is a couple that Louie and I knew, and she, uh, uh, the gal worked out with Louie, and she'd filed papers against her husband for divorce. And Louis said, well, why don't you just come talk to us at least? And this particular situation was very interesting simply because the lady was also having an affair with another guy. And we talked about forgiveness and confession and everything else, but she couldn't get to the place where she would be able to just practice the first step of forgiveness. So we did what we call the magic question. And the magic question is, if you suppose you go to sleep tonight and the problem is resolved, but you don't know it because you're asleep. And you wake up the next morning and you start thinking about what is it that's different? I see a bunch of things that are different. What three little things would you notice that you'd be doing differently? Because it's solved. And she said, well, I'd probably uh, make breakfast for my husband and I'd probably make him coffee. And I'd 
probably hug him on the way out, and I'd uh, kiss him goodbye. And we said, so why don't you just do those three things for 30 days and see what happens? And sure enough, they came back in 30 days, and they tore up the divorce papers and restored their marriage. Mm-hmm. That is the simplicity. Those are the while that isn't that isn't the thing that will solve every marriage. She got to the place where she was doing those things and saw that forgiveness of him and confession to him was absolutely necessary in order to follow up on those daily uh, d- daily e- efforts, so to speak. And Louie and I have learned that if you don't spend time together and read God's word together, and pray together, your relationship is quickly declining and going in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Wow, it is good. And uh, GR8 Relationships is the ministry. The book we've been kind of talking about here is How Did This Happen to Me? And it's just one of an eight-book series uh, that's a really great series, I think. And if you want to find out more, you can go to gr8relate.com. And our guest this morning is Ben Herman Even. Herman, pleasure talking with you, brother. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate you taking the time for me. 